Okay. And um, welcoming quality, if not quantity, this is the Writer's Retreat for September 2020. And um, Andy, uh, you were saying before I went off into the weeds about my technology, um, about about other groups. And I will say, you know, there, there are actually... Uh, a couple of writing groups that blind people are involved in, um, uh, you know, that are online and meet via Zoom or conference call. And that's great. But I would say rather than start a new one, um, if I were you and, and the friends that you mentioned, join what's already here. And, and maybe nice. maybe after everyone has shared their um work if we have time abby could talk a little bit about um, behind our eyes which is a wonderful group that's been around writers retreat is just a new kid on the block that was a glint in bob acosta's eye you know he just wanted to have a writing group and asked me to do one so here we are um and 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 i it's cool because some people come to all the same stuff and then sometimes different people show up at just one thing so i love that you know it's so um, let's introduce ourselves. Um, I am Deborah Kendrick, and yippee, I'm in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, wow. How'd you manage that? Uh, Last I heard you were in Florida. I was, and I wanted desperately to come home to Ohio, and I was afraid to fly because of COVID. But, you know, bad news had a little advantage to it. My mother-in-law died, and I really, uh, um, really felt it essential that I travel to her funeral, which was in another part of Ohio. So if I was going to get on that plane, I might as well do what I wanted to do as well. So that's what I did, and I'm here, and I'm very happy. The weather's been fabulous. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um and uh, I don't, I don't have anything to share tonight. But Andy, if if you don't know me, I'm a long time. I won't say how long time because man, it's really long. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm a long time professional writer. I've written. Um, I had a newspaper column for many years that ran in several papers, and uh, started a magazine that grew up and became AFB Access World, which I still am part of the editorial team and um, have written some books. But what I love about a group like this is that I hear different kinds of writing and it is encouraging me to do a lot of what I have done has been um, journalism, creative nonfiction, and I really want to do some fun stuff. Um, so, but that said, so, um, Andy, why don't you go next? Cause you're the, you're the new guy here. The new guy. Tell us the, who you are. Yeah. Right. Um, Andy, I'm not professionally a writer, but I'd like to get there at some point. Um, taking some creative writing in college. I do have a bachelor degree in interpersonal communication. So I just, I want to, jump around to some of these writers groups and see what's what is selling and get some feedback to see if I have what it takes to be professional. Well, my, my um, primary advice would be read, 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 and then write, write, write. <laughs> so, um, and you said you're in Louisiana now, but you're from Michigan. from Michigan. Where in Michigan are you from? Um, a few different, I grew up between Lansing and Grand Rapids in a small little 3,000 people town called Portland. Mm -hmm. I moved mm -hmm. next door to that called Ionia, and I spent six years in Kalamazoo before I moved down here. I know them all. I went to college in Michigan, Adrian College. Yeah. Um, mm, so, Grand okay. Rapids. Mary, why don't you go next? Okay, I'm Mary Highland. I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I am not a professional writer, although I have had a few things published. 
Um, I, I had a, an article published in Red Book uh, a way long time ago. That's my, my one claim to fame. And then I was published in Chicken Soup for the Soul, the nice. Chicken Soup for the Parent Soul. And I just self-published two books, one called The Bumpy Road to Assisted Living, which is about moving my mother who was 96 at the time into assisted living um, from Indiana to Columbus, where I live. And then um, just recently, uh, a book called Insight Out, One Blind Woman's View of Her Life. And that's my story. Cool. And Abby, how about you? Okay, well, um, I'm Abby Taylor, and I live in Sheridan, Wyoming. Uh, <clears throat> I am the author of two novels, two poetry collections, and a memoir, and I'm working on another novel, and my work has appeared in Magnets and Ladders, which is our publication produced by Behind Our Eyes, which I will talk about later if we have time, as Debbie promised, and um, also in uh, the, the Abbasset which is a journal of nature poetry. They have two journals. One of them is a print poetry journal that comes out every quarter. And then uh, there's also a weekly email journal that comes out in a PDF format. And so I've been publishing both anthology, both of those. And other publications, another publication that I'm writing for on a regular basis is one that just came up, started recently. It's called The Writer's Grapevine. And it's... Um, run by Patty Fletcher in Kingsport, Tennessee, who has a business called Tell It to the World Marketing, where she helps authors, bloggers, and business owners promote their work through social media. And this magazine uh, has mostly poems and stories and uh, other work by her clients and advertisements and that sort of thing. So uh, that's basically what I'm up to. I've also got a blog, which keeps me busy because now I'm posting at least five days a week to that thing. Um, so uh, that's that's basically all there is to say about me and my writing, unless anybody has any questions about anything else. So. Um, I do, Abby. More a suggestion than a question. I didn't know about Patty's. Patty was supposed to be here. You know, a lot of people told me they were going to be well, here tonight. This Patty is kind of left the group a while back before you, start, you and Ann started moderating it because there was so much traffic. Right. Oh, I know. No, I mean, she, right. But she wrote to me like three weeks ago and said, Oh she, yeah. And said she wanted to well, come and she wanted to know if she needed permission, which of course you don't, you just come. But, okay. Um, well, I want, Oh shoot. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't Sally, know. Sally Rosenthal, same thing. Sally came when we first started this and she yeah. wrote to me last month and said she had something to read and was looking forward to coming back. So I'm a little worried, but you guys, you got right in, right? There was no technical. Yeah, well, no, I don't think, yeah, Patty, well, I know Patty's dog had some serious health issues yesterday. She oh, okay. Her vet, okay. And so I'm, and I haven't heard from her one way or the other if he's okay or not. I did have some email okay. contact with her today, but it was mostly business as usual. And she didn't right. mention the dog. I, I'm, I'm assuming that if he, you know, if it was worse, you know, she might have announced it on her blog, and I have not heard anything. So hopefully he's doing better. But she right. may be preoccupied with that or something else going on. She might. And, of course, let's see, 8, well, okay. eight Eastern. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I really don't okay. know. Maybe no she problem. forgot. So, I just don't yeah. know. I just don't know. So, but I said I had a question, and my question wasn't really about yeah. Patty personally. It was about the the thing that you said she's doing. Why don't you um, send a link to that, maybe a link just to something that sure. you've written for it, to the writer's well, retreat. Oh, okay, yeah. crap. Oh, I uh -oh. just turned off my brand. I heard oh. that. Yep, I know. Oh, I heard that. Oh. Well, it okay. well, well, it's all right. Your... It's all right. Okay. I, because I oh, have... Did you lose your Braille again, though? <laughs> I, I did, but it's all right. I, because all I had, that was just my terminal for the iPhone to see the Zoom participants, and there's only four of us, so it's not a problem. Um, oh, wow. I, yeah, I, and, I've got and, Andy's yeah. story on this other device, on the e-reader. Okay. So, um, okay. Okay, so um, something I thought of, and then we'll oh, wow. move I'm on. I'm surprised that it, they, they go off 
Uh, I guess it gives you have it's connected. It should be in use. It's, I would think it, it's a piece of strange things. Okay, crap. but anyway, well, that's why I say um, technology is like a spouse. You can't live with it. You can't live without it. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Okay. All right. Um, so the other thing I was going to say, I keep forgetting to tell anybody. Um, so shame on me, but Andy, you won't care about this because it's a women's magazine. But um, the <laughs> Uh, National Braille Press does a, a magazine called Our Special that's by and about blind. It's about women. It's women's stuff. Um, but, you know, I mean, nothing sexy. It's like, you know. Oh, no. Health issues, shopping, and health and, stuff that men I mean, really wouldn't be interested in, I don't think. Andy, well, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's because what I, what I wrote today was totally for men as well as women, because I wrote okay. something today about what does family mean. Um, anyway, so they recruited me to be a columnist a few months ago, and I just, um, the first magazine with my thing came out the other day. And oh, I just sent my second Congratulations. One. So, well, thank you, I think. Um, but anyway, so, well, you know, it was um, was really very nice. And, and I kind of said this in the first piece that I wrote for them. I don't remember exactly what I said. But when I was young and not yet a writer but wanted to be and was reading everything I could get my hands on, that magazine was so important to me because – you know, I would read it and I would know that these people who were writing about, you know, I don't know, you know, knitting sweaters and gardening and yeah. baking cookies that they were blind like me. And it was very inspiring to me. Right. So, right. Anyway. So, um, well, let's get on with um, some work to be shared. And Mary, I think you should go first because you had a, had your story last time and I think we didn't get around to it. So, uh, okay. Um, I have to tell you that, um, yeah, I, I actually wrote this piece for a local writers group that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so I did no work at all for tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just reading what I already wrote. Um, and it's kind of silly, so um, silly is don't, good. Don't take it too <laughs> seriously. Um, uh, one word that I have in here that you might not be familiar with if you're if you're not a cyclist, and that's panniers. And does everybody know what a pannier is? Before I tell you what it is, no, I'm afraid not. Okay, oh. it's it's like a saddle bag. Oh, it's, okay. It's, I think in French it's pannier, but cyclists call them panniers okay so here we go this is called my perfect day and this was a prompt from our writers group and we had to write about like a perfect summer day or just a perfect day or or a perfect summer or something like that so this is my perfect day i wake up on my own After nine hours of uninterrupted sleep, a fabulous start to my perfect day. My lover wakes up about the same time and makes love to me slowly and sweetly, not wildly and crazily like last night. He is my lover, you must understand, not my husband. My husband would wake up passing gas without so much as an apology. <laughs> then he would retrieve <laughs> then he would retrieve the newspaper and lock himself in the bathroom for the next hour. <laughs> Sounds like my dad. <laughs> but this okay. lover of mine and I make plans for the day as we lie together in the afterglow. I take a shower and put on my cutest cycling clothes while my lover makes my favorite breakfast, fluffy Belgian waffles with strawberry sauce, crisp bacon, and hot cup of steaming coffee. We load the tandem on the back of the car and head for the countryside where we ride for miles over rolling terrain 
waving to children in their front yards, stopping to pet some horses, or to buy some watermelon and some corn on the cob. Luckily, we have thought to bring the panniers for carrying our treasures back to the car. We stop in at our favorite little diner for a slice of warm cherry pie. When we get home, I shower again to wash off the sweat and the salt and the sunscreen while my lover puts the bike away. Clean and dressed in stylish casual clothes, we drive downtown to the arts festival. We get sausage sandwiches and ice cream cones and sit on the grass to enjoy a concert by a barbershop quartet, which happens to be a favorite of both of us. When their set is over, we stroll around the exhibits and he buys me a diamond bracelet. By this time, it's late afternoon and we must hurry home to change into our evening clothes. Remember, this is a dream day, so there is no nap, no sore muscles, no grumpiness, and no arguments. So we drive to our favorite hole-in-the-wall gourmet restaurant for pasta and seafood. We finish just in time to find our seats in a magnificent theater for an unforgettable concert of my favorite composers Chopin, Beethoven, and Mozart. At the end of the concert, we are gloriously happy. The whole day has set the stage for a romantic nightcap in front of the fireplace. And because this is a dream day, we fall asleep in each other's arms. And nobody has to get up to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's sweet. That is that is very sweet. Mary, I don't think you need to worry about your use of the word panniers because I think people should be able to figure out what a pannier is in the context of your, what you're reading. Okay. And thought that, yeah, and I thought that was very good. Well, sometimes so, if you don't know the meaning, I, when I'm listening to a story, if I don't know the meaning of a word, then I stop listening to the story and I'm thinking, and what does that mean? We'll look that? it up. Yeah. Well, as, as a former longtime tandem cyclist, I always called mine a bike bag, so I didn't know the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just had to carry our treasures home. So that, right. to me, kind of explained what it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what explained yeah. it to me, too. Yes, but, exactly. But I do have one little teeny weeny uh, correction. You say you go to your favorite hole in the wall. Gourmet restaurant. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I would say that's a contradiction in terms. You know. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, hole in the wall. Being from Wyoming, we have, you know, a hole in the wall where there was a shootout, and you have a gourmet restaurant. Yeah, I can see that now. I mean, yeah. because, you see, we, we talk about dive bars. Dive bars can be really charming. You know, hole in the wall dive bar would work. But not a hole in the wall gourmet restaurant. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was saying. Gourmet I'm sorry, I didn't catch that earlier. So take out one or the other. You know, it can okay. be the hole in the wall charming restaurant. I take out hole in the wall because I don't think you get seafood pasta at a hole in the wall. Intimate. How about intimate? <laughs> you know, in Louisiana, you might. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> okay. So, everywhere. and then. And then this really isn't a question about the writing, but just a question about the day. Are we supposed to believe that it really happened, or you keep saying dream days? Are we supposed to think that it's, it's a fantasy? I did say dream day a couple times, and um, yeah, it's it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Well, that's what I figured. Yeah, I figured it was just you know the perfect you know it, it, you know, the perfect day. Oh, oh, that it would be true. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. I think no. I I figured it was a fantasy. I figured right. it was a fantasy. It's very nice. It's very nice. But, you know, hey, you know, I'm not greedy. I take any one of those components at this yeah, point right. in my life. <laughs> you know, like life is so boring lately. Like, what? Just a trip to the art festival? That's work. Just a trip I to know the it. You know, just waking up snugly. Well, anyway, ah, never mind. Okay, carry on. <laughs> okay. So, well, Andy, as you can see, any kind of writing goes here. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, we do fiction, we do poetry, we do essays, we do dream days, we do everything. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, but Mary, it's it's very nice. So so you wrote it for this prompt for this group. Has it gone anywhere else? Have you tried no. to? No, no. Well, you could put it on your blog if you don't have any anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> she doesn't want to. She's casual. Oh, it was just an idea. I'm sorry. Shoot the messenger. She doesn't, want to, she doesn't want to talk about sex on her blog. <laughs> well, I actually have done that on mine. I used to do, and I quit doing it now, but I used to do a weekly feature called TMI Tuesday. And it's another blogger has put oh, yeah. this out where you, you answer all these questions about your sex life. And I thought for a while, I thought, well, this would be a great way to promote my, my ideal partner because Bill and I never really had that kind of a, a life because he was impotent. So I thought, okay, I can answer these questions, you know, and say, if you want to know more about our sex life, read my ideal partner or our lack of sex life. That is so, wow. so wow. there's nothing wrong with doing that. If you want to. Wow. Yeah. Not on my blog. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not well, on my geez. blog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not in my so. backyard. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> All right. So, um, so are we ready for Andy's story? I think I want oh, to read yeah. Andy's story. Okay. It's like a total different ballpark. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is called The Mystery of Upstairs. I woke to the sound of my upstairs neighbor opening the slide glass door. This is amazing because I sleep through thunderstorms and action movies, so why did I wake up to something as quiet as a sliding glass door? I want answers. I lay there listening for clues as to what could have been the reason I woke up. I could hear noises upstairs, someone walking around. There were heavy thuds on the floor, not familiar to the light creaks I was used to hearing. The thuds were slow and calculated. I wondered what was going on. I was taken back to my tour overseas when I was infiltrating the enemy's secret lairs and I had to be quiet inches from them. I guess the door slid open and I opened my eyes. Tink, tink, tink. I heard boots clonk on the balcony. I lay there quiet somewhat afraid to move. That bitch will never piss me off again, I heard a man's voice announce. I can only conclude that I was awoken by something louder and don't remember hearing it, just the sliding door afterwards. Hey, Drew, what's up? I heard the male voice casually ask. I could hear a voice on the other end of the phone. The man must have his volume cranked, I remember thinking. Uh, I don't know how to make these sounds, Andy. That's all right. <laughs> Just kind of heard, you know, okay. not real clear what, the, what okay. they were saying on their side. Okay, I heard come through the phone. Oh, not much. Just, uh, oh, not much. Just chilling. Do you want to get a beer? The man asked. Okay, I am headed out right now, he continued. I lay there, still afraid to even breathe, listen to him thud and crackle across the living room floor upstairs. The door opened and the clunk, clunk, clunk as he came down the stairs and out the door as if he were going to check the mail and the woman upstairs was fine. I knew she wasn't. Why else would he say, that bitch will never bother me again? I listened for him to leave. I could hear him get in his car, start it up and exit the parking lot. Then I got brave. I had known the sweet lady upstairs for over 10 years and deeply cared for her. I got dressed and crept towards my door, keeping as quiet as I could. I could hear voices as I crept closer to my door, hoping the people were just passing by outside. 
Silence fell again, and I slowly opened my door. Piku, a shot rang out, and I couldn't breathe. My heart stopped beating, and I slammed the door. I ran for my phone, and before I could reach it, it rang. Oh, I don't think so, a voice said. Calling the police will only get you killed. Get me killed, I screamed. I am already going to bleed to death, so what's to stop me? The phone went dead. Eh, 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 the dial tone yelled at me. I clicked over to dial the police when I realized the phone was dead and I was probably on my way. I ran to my closet and grabbed my Glock and its clip. I put one in the chamber. I ran back to the door and yelled, I've got a gun, you asshole. The other side of the door was silent. I looked through my peephole and did not see anyone in the hall. I was not going to take any chances. I decided to check out my balcony and see if there was anyone out there. I stayed quiet and could hear only the crickets chirping. My balcony was only five feet off the ground and with the rail, it was closer to eight. My training in the army allowed for me to creep down the post and quietly to the ground. I looked around and seen a figure walking away from me in the shadows across the courtyard. I follow the man sneaking in the darkness, sure not to take, sure not to make any noise. It surprises me to see him walk into another apartment building on the property. I try to run quickly and catch up with him. These buildings are small, and if he gets in his apartment before I get in the building, then I lose him. I run the stairs before the door can close and watch through the window as he heads up to the second story with my hand holding the door. I sneak in and listened as I heard an apartment door open and shut. I could tell it was on the other end of the hall, but whether it was on the right or left, I wasn't able to decipher. I walked back to my apartment, remembering that the creep had walked into building 34 Somewhere on the second floor, I decided that I should see if my neighbor was okay or if I had just wasted time letting her bleed to death. I arrived back at my building, walking into a sea of flashing lights. I panicked and raced to my neighbor's door. I was too late. They were carrying her out on a gurney. My heart sank and I wept like a child. I had lost my best friend. You know, hearing somebody else read that back, I see a couple of things that confuse me. Yeah. One guy Good. got in his car and drove away, yet I chased another guy across the complex to another building. So, like, were there two different men that come out of the building, maybe, or whatever but uh hear from you girls yeah good um yeah because i confess i'm confused i would like to hear what other people have yeah to say. yeah well i i wish that he had gone straight to his friend's apartment that's what yeah that's what i would have done and yeah and not tried to be a hero and and catch the yeah. bad guy i wish he had gone but then the, then we wouldn't have had that story and, <laughs> And I did like the, um, I did like this, the, um, you know, the thump, thump, thump it, that uh, created some intrigue and, and in interest and made it scary, <laughs> which is why I don't read scary, I don't read scary things like that. I don't either. <laughs> I do. I love scary. Because it's just a story. I don't like scary in real life, but I like it. Right. And that actually evolved from a dream that I did have 
And I just kind of filled in a bunch of empty spaces between what I could remember. So this well, is based on a dream? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. This didn't, it didn't really happen to you? No. No. I've never been out of the United States. Like, uh, oh, I, okay. I think it'd be cool to have Army training in Korea or Vietnam or whatever, but... I I have no army training whatsoever. Like it was just created to to help with the stealth of stalking the guy through the the apartment complex. Yeah. I would like to see you work on it some more and see if you could you know, I mean the thing is that you 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 obviously you know you have the ability to, to tell a story and you know and keep it moving, but it just I I don't know you know like Abby said she she would have gone right to the friend's apartment, but you could go right to the friend's apartment and make up a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could still have drama and yeah. intrigue. You'd- but a, a totally different well, yeah, set of yeah, you could, you could you could go and you could you know find her bleeding but still conscious. You could maybe you know stop the bleeding, call nine one one, and you know get and then and the business of the phone call and the guy telling you you don't want to do anything because you'll get killed. That doesn't make any sense. I would cut that out, and go to the friend's you know apartment and have you know and have him try to save her life, and then maybe they have some kind of a you know romance. You know maybe you know they or something like that. That might okay. be a better angle. And there were. And on a totally different level, there were some word, yeah, word problems like you that I, I don't know, I know these things because I'm a Braille user, so I don't know. Like for example, you have when I was infiltrating the enemy's secret layers, and you spelled it like um, yeah. layer cave, but it's. It, it's actually L A I R when you're talking about. Okay. Um, and there's another there's another word like that somewhere. So do spell you guys? Check. What what? Well, actually, spell check wouldn't wouldn't know. Like it wouldn't catch that in the context of the word because you spelled it correctly, but you just have the wrong layer. Mm. So what you really need, um, you know, is to to um, look at you know a dictionary or something. You can look it up or some way that you can find out how it how it's spelled. And you know what? And I bring it up just so you know, because spelling does not make or break a writer. Right. You know, Scott Fitzgerald is, you know, the legend is that he was a horrible speller and couldn't spell anything. And he's <laughs> one of my favorite writers of all time. So, you know, it, you don't need to be a speller to be a writer. And I'm assuming he had somebody type his final drafts <laughs> for him. Right. Spell. Ex- yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I would just say thank you for sharing it with us. I think it 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 moves. It's got drama, um, but I think to really become a, you know a living story that that people will want to read. You, you something else has to happen. You need either to go right to that apartment. I don't know. It just yeah. And I you know. I say that. I mean, maybe there are some stories that people read just because there's some potential violence, but I right. Think well, that's like I watch a lot of TV and go, "Well, that's ridiculous," because this is how I'd handle it. But then, if I do it the way I would handle it, there's not really a story there. <laughs> right. Because yeah, right. I would have went up yeah. and saved the girl's life. Then what? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where, where do yeah. I go from there? <laughs> I have a. I have another thought. Um, uh, you say that you lost your best friend. I think it would be a good idea to establish that early yeah. in the story um, before yeah. all this drama happens. You know, maybe yeah. maybe have have a just a uh, a brief uh, phone call with her or something. And like making plans to get together uh, tomorrow night, or you know, or something like that. And then, and then say, okay, I'll see you later. And then, 
and I, I would also, then you'd have some yeah. dialogue in you too. Because you, you say, like, midway through, she was a sweet lady I cared deeply about, and then the very end, boom, she was my best friend. I would rather yeah. that when you hear the noise, you flash back to the last time you guys had a phone call, a meal, played a game of Scrabble, or whatever you did together. You know what I mean? Okay. As soon as have a quick flashback of something really intimate that you shared with this woman so we know you care about her yeah and then even the 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 chase and everything else would have made more sense if we knew who she was because we don't know till the end right that that she's important to you and then but uh and and then even if she dies even if you're going to kill her off Having her go on a gurney and say, I just lost my best friend. The ending was great. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's a very powerful ending. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was sad. All right. A couple of directions yeah. to go there. Keep it up. Yeah. Cool. I think I heard somebody come in while we were talking. Well, I, let me, can let you me tell? see. Let me, yeah. Let me, uh, not as well as with Braille, but let me look and see. Maybe I just heard something else. But. Yeah, there's five. Let's see. Well, is Alan? Alan's probably. Oh. I can't see the spelling. I'm only hearing voiceover. My hearing isn't as reliable mm -hmm. as my fingers, but it sounds like Andrew Zemin. So whoever you are, speak up. Isn't that who we've been talking to? No. That's who I thought we were talking to. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Isn't your name Andy? It is yeah, Andy. But, but you're not, not Andy Andrew. Weller, right? <laughs> you're not Andrew. Yeah, Weller. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're Andrew, Andy Weller, right? That's what your email Correct. says. And, okay. Yeah. Correct. And this is Andrew Zimmer. Okay. Oh. Well, Andrew Zemin. Well, Andrew Zemin isn't going to speak to us. So, you know, when you're ready, Andrew Zemin, um, <laughs> we're ready to hear from you. But meanwhile, let's hear what Abby has brought. Okay. Well, please be forewarned. This has what NLS calls uh, explicit <laughs> description of explicit, dis explicit descriptions of sex. I and I wrote wait. this years ago. <laughs> and then after I posted a one of my last TMI Tuesday feature on my blog, I got a comment from somebody inviting me to submit something to a magazine to a, a, a blog she calls stories about our vaginas or something like that. So I thought, well, this would be a perfect piece. So I oh, went and, and revised I know it. What, I know what you're talking you, Do you guys, do you, you know there was like a Broadway one-woman play that was called? Oh, yeah, the Vagina yeah. Monologues. This is a blog. This, thank you. Blog, yeah. It's like right. a blog magazine. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, this right. is so this is called Birds and Bees. Huh. When I was a high school freshman in 1977, the PE teacher invited me to take what she called a health class. Since I was always interested in the subject, I agreed to give it a try. It turned out to be a class for girls only. And when I walked into the room, someone snickered and said, so you wanna learn about sex, huh? <laughs> for the first couple of days, the instructor covered basic health issues. On the third day, she gave us the definition. I remember her words as she spoke and wrote them on the blackboard. Sexual intercourse is the insertion of the penis into the vagina. I was mortified. I never returned to that <laughs> class. Later, dad told me and my younger brother, Andy, that sexual intercourse was something done by a man and a woman who loved each other and that this was how we were created. When I was a senior studying Spanish, it occurred to me that song lyrics didn't provide graphic descriptions of lovemaking. I decided to write a song with the dreadful words I'd learned during my <laughs> freshman year but put them in Spanish <laughs> and have the rest of the song in English. 
To my disappointment, <laughs> I couldn't find the words penis or vagina in my Braille <laughs> Sp English Spanish dic or Spanish English dictionary. What was I to do now? Since I didn't feel comfortable asking my male Spanish teacher for help, I came up with an alternate plan. Instead of writing in Spanish, put your penis in my vagina, my darling, I would write in Spanish, <laughs> I don't want to be a virgin. My dictionary had the word virgin, so I wrote my first line. But that was as far as it went. It didn't sound as romantic as, put your penis in my vagina, my darling. <laughs> if I couldn't write that in English or Spanish, I wouldn't write a love song at all. Although my parents would have helped me find those words in Spanish, I didn't tell them or anyone, or anyone about my project. It was too humiliating. I realize now that wouldn't have been nearly as humiliating as if someone had put his penis in my vagina and I'd gotten pregnant. A while back, I discovered the Spanish translation of the words penis, penne, and vagina, vagina. But over the decades, I have matured from a curious teenager to a sensible woman. I was once married. My late husband was impotent. Because we decided not to engage in intercourse until after the wedding, we didn't find that out until then. But it didn't matter to either of us. We were happy just being together and too old to have children anyway. I've since come to the conclusion that sexual intercourse, as defined above, is unnecessary unless a couple wants children or is past their childbearing years. In my opinion, inserting a finger into a vagina and other types of foreplay can be just as effective with no risk of unwanted pregnancy or venereal disease. So I doubt I'll write that Spanish love song now. The end. Oh, <laughs> Abby Taylor, you are full of surprises. <laughs> I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh. Well, like oh, I said, cool. I wrote that years ago and kind of put it aside, not knowing what to do with it. And now I think I might have found a market for it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> and if worse comes to worse... And it, it won't, they won't take it. Maybe I'll put it on my blog. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, you're braver than Mary, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, have, I have children. Oh I have children who might read my blog. So I have to be kind of conservative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's great. I think it's great. It's, uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know how to say this, but uh, I would say you said you were too old to have children, but you're never too old to have sex. That's my view. So, oh, you know, yeah, never say yeah. never. Maybe, maybe you're just not there well, yet. Well, and, and, and see, <laughs> I've never had that much experience with it. And so I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. Well, never say uh, never. And That's maybe, my maybe, you know, maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll change. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, that, that's an idea. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a guy who does believe that maybe the, the penis and vagina thrusting isn't necessary where all the heavy petting and the nibbling right. and the snuggling, that can be just as intimate. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And, you know, and Bill yeah. and I did a lot of that, the snuggling and, you know, that kind of thing and kissing and, and, you know, there's no, you know, and, and uh, that we were just happy doing that. I think it's beautiful that you can write that about your relationship with no inhibition, no holding back. I, I love that. I admire it. I respect it. It's 
really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it could probably be really um, healing for a lot of people, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. So I say if you've got the chutzpah to put it on your blog, (laughs) go for it. Oh, my goodness. Well, if I answered those TMI Tuesday questions, I probably could. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think you should write the song, too. I mean, the song would be pretty hilarious. I want to hear the song. I do, too. So the Spanish word for penis is penne. It sounds like pasta. I know. Well, no, in, well, in Italian, penne is possible. Yeah, P N P. What was it? P E N N E. I think I. That's how you spell right penne pasta. Holy smoke! Well, that's huh. Well, you know, it, it's, so funny, it's like funny. It's funny how, spa- how you know Spanish. That's and what Italian, I was thinking. <laughs> I am well, really. it's funny um, how Italian uh, and you know Spanish, you know, can. You know, I don't know. It's weird because I did take Spanish, but I, I, like I said, we never, we never had those words. Uh, right. Wait. Yeah. P e p e n n e. Huh. That is too hilarious. Too hilarious. So, well, I had a male Spanish teacher in high school too. It was a very memorable class for me because I was the only girl. It was a class of football oh, players. Oh jeez. Oh and, and the Spanish teacher, he was from Cuba. And he was so cute and funny. Um, But, you know, (laughs) being a foreign language class, everything was in Spanish. And the first day he gave us all our Spanish names, you know, so John was Juan and Jim was Diego and yada, yada. And so we come to me, the only girl. And he said, no, there's no Spanish name for Deborah, which I later learned is a crock. It's not true. But he said, there's no Spanish name for Deborah. I'm going to call you Linda because Linda is beautiful. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, I was I was Linda. And all the boys oh were wild gosh. and crazy. And they, I mean, oh, my God, we'd get in that class and they'd all take off their shoes and they'd be running around and tackling each other and jumping on the desks. And oh, no. think, I'm not going to get Lord. out of here alive. It was like quite an experience. Anyway. Oh, what? I bet. Well, and, and it's funny that he would say that. It reminds me. Uh, when I had a colonoscopy, the end, the uh, gastroenterologist was had a foreign accent, and he said to me, "Well, I, I imagine you are as beautiful on your inside as you are on your outside." Oh my God! <laughs> Yuck! Yuck! Was right. I didn't I have my wedding be ring on because I was told not to have any valuables with me at the surgery center, and I and I couldn't help thinking, "What?" And Bill had said. You know, Bill was still alive at the time. Well, and I kept teasing him. Maybe you want to come and watch this guy shove this tube up my butt. And I kind of wondered what would happen if he actually had been there. What he would have said. <laughs> oh, Abby, you're just full of surprises tonight. Holy smoke! I have half a thought that he was just trying to ease your nerves because I've been through yeah. three colonoscopies. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's what I and I it's thought. not the funnest procedure. <laughs> No. Well, actually, the, the procedure itself, the colonoscopy, isn't bad. It's the prep that's what it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let, let me just say on that subject that I decided, even though, you know, I'm high cancer risk and all that crapola, I'm supposed, I'm not, I just decided I'm never doing it again. It's been, I don't know, five or six years. And they told me to have another one every year, and I'm not doing it. Every oh, doing year. It. Oh, for God's mm. sake. Yeah, so well, I'm anyway. with you, sister. <laughs> we, we all have to I'm never places, gonna right? do that. <laughs> so, uh, okay, never. well, I promised Andy that Abby would tell about our other favorite group. Um, so, Abby, why don't you give a brief synopsis of um, BOE and sure. the Party well, Line? Yeah, okay, well, BOE you're stands the Presidente, for, right? Or yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, at least for now, we are going to be having elections next month, and I hope, or this month, oh my gosh, uh, September 20th, and I'm hoping that after that time, uh, somebody else will be president. But for the moment, I'm president, and so behind our eyes is an organization of disabled riders. We're scattered across the country. We've got a few overseas. Uh, we meet at least three times a month via phone conference. 
and we have critique sessions, we have panel discussions, we have guest speakers, we have uh, one, one time a month, we have something called Reader's Workshop, where people can share what we've written. And we have an, uh, an email list where members can post their work and where we post announcements of upcoming activities. And we have produced an online magazine, which I mentioned earlier, it's called Magnets and Ladders. And this features work by disabled authors and you don't have to be a member of Behind Our Eyes to contribute to that. We have also published two anthologies of our members' work and we are working on a third anthology. And that's basic. And if you want to join, you can go to um, behindoureyes.org, B-E-H-I-N-D-O-U-R-E-Y-E-S.org. And you can, uh, there's a membership form there you can complete. And then if you have questions, you can always email me. Um, it's Abby, A-B-B-I-E, T-A-Y-L-O-R-945 at gmail.com. And Abby, I know when, when I'm new to anything, I just I just want to you know get it in writing. So if you if you want to post all the basic information and just send it to Writers Retreat, that's cool. Okay. You know, because okay. um, yeah, because you know, I mean, the more the merrier. I mean, I'm I I I I just love it that this information is out there and to share. And, you know, I mean, I, I it, it makes me really happy that more and more and more people are wanting to write and, and, and I, I you know, not to sound like a you know, crotchety old timer, but boy, <laughs> I wish there were lists like this back when I was getting started. You know, we, we I know. Well, yeah. And, you know, I can't help wondering how writers like Ernest Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald did their jobs so well without computers. You know, it's they drank it's a amazing. lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of time in the bar. You get to know your socialized. <laughs> yeah, that was how they did it. Um, well, and actually, that really isn't funny because Scott Fitzgerald kind of drank himself to death. So well, that's really sad. But, um, but you know, it is... When I was first writing, I wrote everything by hand, which by hand for me meant um, slate and stylus. And I guess there was something very intimate and emotional about writing that way that I seriously believed that I couldn't write beautifully if I wrote with a machine. And I'm glad I got over that because... You know, I, I, that's what I find amazing is that um, that they wrote as much as they did without machines because they did it all longhand in it. But, you know, there's a, there's a current bestseller that somebody else told me just recently, I didn't know this, that um, Nelson DeMille, who writes these really great, um, oh, I don't know what you call them. They're not detective. Does anybody read Nelson DeMille? They're... They're, 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 well, they're like mysteries. Um, the, the protagonist is a Vietnam vet. They're really good. He's a really good writer. Well, anyway, apparently he writes all his books in longhand. He does not use a computer. So, so there you go. I think that'd be really cool to take, you know, your one subject notebooks or whatever that you use and taking notes uh-huh. back then and, and write your book out like that and publish your book like that. You know. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yeah. I would have published a book that looked like a spiral notebook from college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you could do that with a small book or like a chapbook of poetry. Right. I might steal that idea. Oh, well, poetry would be the perfect way. Yeah, it. yeah, because I've been thinking about that very thing about yeah. doing a small book of my poems, and I might steal your idea. I don't, Abby, can Amazon do that? Like if you self-publish with Amazon, will they is spiral an option? I, that's a really good question, and I don't usually publish directly with Amazon. 
I right. publish, oh, I, oh, and my speaker thinks I'm talking to her. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. Amazon, stop. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have heard, heard Billy Idol, and I don't think you'd want to hear that. Um, any, <laughs> anyway, uh, I go through DLD books is what I what I have used for my past two books. Right. And yeah. I they do now have um, a contract they can get, they can get work with Ingram Sparks, which does hard copy books. Mm, okay. Um, okay. it costs a little bit more, and I don't know if they do Spiral though, so I don't know. Um, well, something to think about. That gives me one, one more one more thing to do. Well, I kind of wish, but we were almost out of time anyway. But I I I, I wish that I had. Um, uh, copied the column that I sent to our special today about family. I kind of wish I had copied that over to my note taker to share it with you guys and get some feedback. But I well, don't. Isn't that does that magazine just come out in Braille in hard copy Braille? Yeah, yeah, it comes that out. That would have been that hard. would have been quite a short to try to to try to copy. Wow. <laughs> no, it comes. I mean, I wrote it on my. What I mean by that is. Oh, you have I it. Wrote, oh, that's right. I just wrote it today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I just wrote it today. Oh, yeah, oh I just okay. wrote, so I just not, wrote my November one today, and um, it's on my computer. But to read well, why don't it you to send you, it to writers I, retreat. Just send it to the list. Yeah, maybe I. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, yeah. You know, you know, there's not a lot of traffic on that list, frankly. Um, I know. So I don't see why you couldn't do that. Yeah, and you might was, get some feedback. Yeah. Yeah, but well, that I, maybe I shouldn't do that since I wrote it for no, them. No, well, but, oh, well, but yeah. you, well, you don't have to ask for feedback. Just send it to the list so that we can read it. You know, here's my column yeah. and I, for our special. You might want to read it. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's all. Oh yeah, I, well, I might could do. So that is this going to be? This. Is this going to be a, a monthly column? It's the the yes. It's um, wow. the magazine comes out six times a year. They wrote to me back in April or May, and you know I'm so organized. I forgot to answer them the first time. <laughs> oh, for so God's wrote, sake! Ever. I know. I know. What are you gonna do I with me? I would die for this, and you. Oh, well, I know. I'm a jerk. Maybe I'll get around to it. <laughs> I'm a jerk. Okay. So anyway, so so I. But then, um, but then, they wrote to me in 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 June and said, "Well, the first one is." you know, it would be due July 10th. If you want to wait till September, that's okay. So that's where I did step up to the plate. Um, said, no, 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 no. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. So I did, I did my first one in July, which the magazine, so you can get the magazine. You know, one of the things that prompted me to do it, A, I'm, I'm a girl who just can't say no for one thing, <laughs> but also, um, they sent me the current issue of the magazine and I had so, you know, they sent it to me as an attachment and I just read it on my computer. I had so much fun reading it. It was so mm -hmm. good. And I thought cool. I want to be part of this. This is fun. So, um, so the first one, I can't even tell you what I wrote about, but the name of my column is Kendrick insight. And, um, I, you know, we kind of set it up that I can write about, well, anything. You know, I can write about products or family. I don't want to write about technology. I'm sick of technology. So I'm not going to write about Oh, Hello? I, lost, I lost you. Hello? I, think we, I think we lost Deborah. Hello? Is anybody else there? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all here, but Deborah. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> technology doesn't like her either. No. Well, like I say, technology is like a spouse. You can't live with it. You can't live without it. Well, so. well it's 7 o'clock here, and I need to go. So um, yeah, I will talk to you all next month, if not right, sooner. Nice to meet nice you Nice meeting both. you, Andy. Nice to meet and you, you take, Andy. Yeah, you take care. You too. Bye, Bye now. Bye now.
whenever I should wait for Deborah to come back or be done recording. Abby laughed, Mary laughed. Andrew Zimmons is still in here. <laughs> 